Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dream Big Podcast with Bob Goff and friends. This is the co-host, Scott Schimmel, and I'm here with Bob Goff. Hey, everybody. I hope it's been a great week for you and that you're learning more about why you're doing what you're doing. Well, Bob, I've had this over the years, this recurring accusation from people that work with me and hang out with me. What they'll say is that it, it seems like I have everything put together, like I'm competent and I always know what I'm doing. And there's a sense of like that I can't be cracked. And the truth is, I rarely have a clue of what I'm doing. Can you relate to that? Well, actually, no, nobody's ever accused me of being looking like I have it all together <laughs> and confident. But they look, uh, they'll say often it looks like I'm having a lot of fun while I'm, you know, on my way towards disaster. Huh. Um, but one of the things that uh, I've found is that um, we can have this uh, outer person, the perception mm -hmm. of who we are, and then there's the real person, yes. like what's really going on. And what I love about having some friends on the podcast mm -hmm. is we can talk about what's really going on. Yeah. And so people will know you by uh, you know, one thing or another thing. And it might be a highlight reel, it might be the disaster reel, yeah. but they'll, they'll know you and that's actually isn't who we are. Yeah. And so this has been uh, curated and I'm hmm. just so grateful for you helping us just make it a safe place where people can get real about what's really up. Well, you have the most eclectic group of friends of anybody in the planet. And one of those friends we have on the episode today, it's Corey Robertson from Duck Dynasty. Oh, I love that whole family from top to bottom are just yeah. such good people and uh, yeah. authentic and loving. Yet uh, many people just know them on the uh, as a veneer. They totally. say like, oh, yeah, yeah the, the duck calls yeah. or yeah. you. Um, and so if you're driving down the road listening, you could probably identify that. There's the way that everybody might know of you, irrespective of whether you had a TV show, yeah. the way that you're known, but the person that you actually actually are. And I hope that through these podcasts, you can actually get in touch, do a little of the work that you need to do to get into view. This is who I really am. And I just yeah. love bringing on friends like Corey and others to yeah. talk about who they really are. Do you remember how you became friends with Corey? Uh, she called up one time. It was after Love Does came out. Uh -huh. And I think she said, we've been reading this book and and I, we uh, have a place up in Canada that we spend time. And, mm -hmm. and I said, actually, we're going to get a bunch of friends together up in Canada. Why don't you guys come yeah. up? And so she said inexplicably, yes, which uh -huh. actually I've learned later. They're like, what? We're going to another country to right, meet right. some dude and all that. <laughs> yeah. So that became this beautiful friendship with with uh, the Robertson family. And since then, we've gotten into a lot of capers together. Mm. We've, we've Actually, we'll talk about mm -hmm. some of them. I remember when John Luke, Luke was gonna get married, right before his wedding, we said, this is like kind of your bachelor thing. We went to Africa and huh. we danced with witch doctors at our Love Does Witch Doctor School. No way. We went and ate like fish and chips. And it's a little <laughs> different than my bachelor party. It was actually, yeah, a little <laughs> different vibe. But there's something beautiful about actually not having a friendship that's just uh, based on what you agree about, mm -hmm. but that you actually do things together. And it's these experiences that you share. Yep. And it doesn't have to do with going across the ocean, it has to do with going across the street. Yeah. Like who's somebody that you can share an experience mm -hmm. with, go deeper in a relationship, know more about them, more about you. I love that you get to listen in on this conversation with yeah. Corey Robertson. She is the same person on the surface yeah. that she is 30 feet down. And that, that's one of a dozen things I love about that woman. And today you get to talk about some of the deeper stuff, the real stuff that goes on in your life. So we hope you enjoy Bob's conversation with Corey Robertson. 
So, hi, Corey. Thank you so much for jumping in on the podcast today. Hey, Bob. Thanks for having me. This is so exciting. So fun to talk to you. It's fun. Uh, people that are listening don't get to see what I get to see, which is you right across the way. Um, what is it that uh, you've been up to? Can you give us uh, just a little thumbnail sketch with current events in addition to being a grandma? What else is going on? That's the biggest current event right now. I'm a grandmother. Come on. We are having the best time. We have a uh, little boy grandbaby named Zane, and he's precious. So we're pretty much staring at him when we're not doing, you know, all the other things we normally do. We just stare at him. Yeah, I just say, isn't that great? There's there's little lives being born, and we just became grandparents. I'm giving everybody I meet, like, hoodies that say, make people. <laughs> Because it's just so good to have more people with us. Good advice. That's good advice. Yeah. Oh, uh, one of the things that we've uh, spent some time talking about on this podcast is like, uh, what are the things that people have been dreaming about? And we've talked along those lines about figuring out an ambition and then going after it. You flow. as soon as you know what you want, then you figure out is there an opportunity to get that. And as soon as you have clarity on what you want, then it seems like the opportunities kind of pop up. But one of the things I want to talk to you about, and we're talking about this week, is clearing the path. Sometimes there are things that get in the way of, it could be confidence, it could be something a parent told you, it could be uh, an, a, a lie you've been telling to yourself the whole time. I've uh, expressed to you before that one of the things that I think to myself every single time I'm with people is, I don't think I have anything to say that will matter to them. And I'm not being self-effacing. I literally, if you hooked up all the electrodes to my fingers, I would say, I honestly don't think I have anything to say that would be actually helpful to someone. And yet the words seem to come. Have there been any uh, kind of limiting beliefs or things that you need to clear the path? People that know you think of this strong, capable, confident woman. Are there things that you've had to clear the path to get to where you are right now? Yeah, I totally understand that feeling. I have it as well. Like you, you're, you are asked to speak or something, you're, you accept that offer, then you get there and you're like, wait a minute, do I have anything important to say to these people? But yeah, I think that um, for me, one of the things that I noticed whenever like we started really following in our mission and like our dream started coming to fruition as far as like the dynasty and all that, and you know how you can see it in other people really clearly and then you're like, oh yeah, how does that, I do that too, you know? So whenever, whenever the show first came out or we first started telling people, oh, we're going to have this reality television show, people were just, it was just this real fear that we heard in people's, or like, really, are you sure you want to do that? You know, like what might happen? And you know what happened to people when they do reality TV shows, their kids get on drugs and their marriages fall apart and, you know, like all this like horror from people and it was interesting because we were like, what? No, like we're not supposed to be fearful. You know, we're, the Bible tells us like, do not fear over and over again. Like we, we're, we're not, we're not going to be scared of this. We're going to go and do it. And so I remember feeling very like, almost like, what, why are y'all scared? You know, we're not scared of this. And then at different points as whenever Sadie got asked to dance with the stars, then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh no, shall I let her do that? You know, is that going to be, I don't know, God, like, is this like, what if I let her go off to Hollywood and something happens to her, you know, yeah. so then all that fear starts creeping in. 
And I think fear is, I think is the biggest distraction. The biggest Man, thing that stops it is, from it is just, dreams. it's a punk, isn't it? I just want to call yeah. that out. Just fear <laughs> is a punk. And if you're listening and you're uh, driving scared, just kick that thing in the teeth. Just say like, actually, I'm just not going to be driven by fear. Now, sometimes people are uh, afraid of like cobras and mice or spiders. Some people are actually afraid of being misunderstood. Uh, how does that fit for you? I, are You seem to be yeah. willing to be misunderstood, although nobody that I know really wants to be misunderstood. Um, how did you deal with feeling misunderstood if it ever happened? Yeah, that's so, I, I was thinking about one of the fears I think most people has, have is of like looking different or being different or their lives being different because we all have these like shoulds in our life that we feel like, oh, this is how we should do things or these expectations other people place on us that can really hold us back. And I think whenever, you know, you start to chase your dream, you start to, your life looks a little different than other people's lives. It, it's, you have to make decisions. You have to give up certain things that are other people think are, oh, this is something that you should do. And so I think you really do have to um, like lay that down and lay that fear of acceptance um, down that fear of like um, things are going to change and it's going to look different. And um, I think, you know, that's something that we talked about a lot as we were, you know, our lives were changing and starting to look different because we had this show all of a sudden we had all this kind of different people in our lives and everything. And, you know, we had to talk to our kids a lot about that, that like, if you're carrying the football, like you're going to get tackled. Like people are going to pull you down, you know, people are going to try to tackle you and you're also going to fumble. Like you're going to mess up. You're going to screw up. There's going to be times whenever, but that comes with carrying the football, you know? Yeah. And that you don't need to live your life, um, uh, trying to build consensus with everybody. Uh, because there's something about that, this idea of we're building a kingdom. And that doesn't mean that we have to get everybody's, you know, thumbs up on that, that there'll be some people that will identify with it because it'll be something they can imagine or wrap their mind around. And other people, they go like, I just don't get that. But you can't like live and die uh, with whether other people get your life. You just need yeah. to go like live your life. Yeah. Actually, my mom told me that when we were little, a lot of you heard that phrase, like, you're going to please some of the people some of the time. Wait, please some of the people all the time, all the people some of the time, but you'll never please all the people all the time. So, Yep. Wise words. What did your mom say? Oh, one of the uh, reasons I know that you are, are operating not from a position of fear, but anticipation. I called you up. Do you remember last year? I said, here's the deal. There's a bunch of people that are starving in the middle of the desert in Somalia, and we're going to get a cargo plane. We're going to fill it full of food. We're going to fly over the head of all the people with the machine guns, and we're going to land it and give them all the food. And you're like, I'm in. Like, <laughs> did you tell that uh, to anybody, Willie, or anybody else? And did they think you were just totally nuts? Because you just said yes. Yeah, I think, you know, Willie and I, Willie's known me long enough to know, like, this is something that I'm going to really want to do. So, and he was 100% supportive and encouraging and it was awesome. But yeah, there were a few family members that were like, um, um, Somalia as in like Mogadishu. As in, you know, <laughs> exactly Mogadishu. Conversations <laughs> like that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think that's part of like knowing what, um, 
not fearing, you know, what we talked about, don't let fear drive your life. And the whole idea is that this isn't a, a business trip that our life is supposed to be about. It's this adventure. And so if you're living life like an adventure and you have a couple people that you trust, that's why you get together. I mean, our friendship has spanned many years. And, and so you and Sadie were just like, we're in, let's go. Where do we get the ticket? And that the whole round trip and that thought process felt like about four minutes. And I think that if people that have an ambition, once you know it is that you want, then you have an opportunity come, you need to clear the path of some of the things that have caused you to say no, whether you're trying to get validation from uh, somebody uh, uh, other than God, <laughs> I would say I would just pump the brakes on that because that actually isn't uh, helping you. What What is it that you uh, have done where you tried it and it didn't work? Is anything popped to mind where you just go like, well, that didn't work in a big way or small. Well, 100% during the time where the show was out and we were like, you know, ev everything was everywhere. We had so many bombs, so many failures throughout that, you know, like we had, a because we didn't, we didn't have a clue what we were doing. We, you know, all of a sudden this television show popped up and we were running our little business here out of Western Louisiana. And you know, people started showing up at our store, showing up in our website. Our website crashed twice. We lost like 18,000 orders. Literally had to oh. call or email 18,000 people to like say like, sorry, Oops. we don't know what you ordered. Can you please just tell us? <laughs> <laughs> we had, I mean, we over ordered. We have about a million bobblehead dolls in our warehouse right now that we got to just figure out how to get rid of, <laughs> you know, like it was, and then trusting people that you felt like, you know, you could trust and other people said, don't trust that person. And we're like, Oh, they're great. And then we found out they're not great. You know, we had so many times and I do remember hitting this point of feeling like, Whoa, we've got to pull back. Like we are just, we're in and over our head, you know? Yeah. And, um, I was thinking about this one point where um, we just kind of decided like, okay, we got to pull it all back in. I remember Willie even telling me in a counseling session, he was like, I think you're a workaholic. And I was like, what? I'm not a workaholic, you know? And this whole like the moment where I was like, okay, how do we pull all this back in? And um, I remember a friend telling me it was so good because I was like, I don't like to pull in. Like, I want to go big. Like, I want to be a world changer. I want to say yes to all these things. And I remember her saying that um, she's like, it's like an accordion. Sometimes you have to pull in so you can go back out and that's where the music is made. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's so Yeah, good. that's a strong visual. I know for Marie and I, we've gone to counseling at a place called Onsite with some uh, dear mutual friends there. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's just been such a positive thing for people that are listening to find people. I think if your golf was your thing and you wanted to go to the driving range and hit the ball further down, uh, the, you know, across more grass down the middle, you wouldn't feel like you were in therapy. You were just with somebody who knew how to hit the ball further down the middle. And I would think of that as a good counselor would be somebody to say, I don't know, what do you want to do in your marriage? Tell me what your ambition is for your marriage. Tell me what your ambition is if you're raising kids. Tell me if you're not married, what the ambition you have for your relationships. There'll be people I've found that talk more about your character than your career. There'll be 
people that talk more about who's the woman or man that you're becoming rather than all the versions you've already been. Um, those are safe people to be around. I feel like we have a circle of friends who have been more interested in those things, like who we turn it into than what we're known for. Yeah. Yeah. Willie and I have been to onsite and we feel the same way. I think it's important to sometimes just put a pause on it and say like, whoa, I need to reevaluate and look at what and let somebody speak into your life in that way. It's, it's, it's really powerful. There's been times where I've had to remind myself that other people don't get to decide who I am, that I actually get to decide who I am. Um, and so sometimes I'd imagine because so many people know of you, they'll decide who you are. Some people will mistake me as I put the balloons, you know, on a book. And so they think I'm the happy balloon guy. And indeed, I'm a pretty upbeat guy. Uh, but I actually get really sad sometimes too. I get, I just, uh, I, I think, uh, like I've just go like what in the world, or I feel if I've been wronged or something goes really wrong, it just really bums me out. Um, and so you can feel misunderstood because people know you one way, but you're actually experiencing a different set of emotions. Uh, how do you keep it real? How, how do you stay uh, known and authentic with the circle of friends that you have? Uh, are there practices that you have from Starbucks to just saying, you know, high and low for the day or what, what do you do to keep real? Yeah. That's good. I think it's like for us, whenever, you know, you are kind of like chasing your dreams and you are doing all this that feels really like busy and it, but I think you have to, that's when you really have to dial in on what is really important and who really is important to your life and who you like really need to keep in your life. And so like the more you, um, talking about chasing your dreams, the more you chase your dreams, the more you have to dial in on those things. Like you talked about who is real and what is real in your life and what is really important. So for us, it's just, we are really fortunate to have a big family that's right here. And so we, you know, we do lean on one another for support and we keep our friendships. My friend who we just went skiing with, you know, has been my friend since before we had babies together, you know, so good. you gotta really keep those friendships and, and find those that are, are strong and the, those people that will speak truth into your life, not who will just like, you know, tell you what you want to hear. And so, um, yeah, for us, it's really was just like dialing in on like, okay, what is really important? What is not really important? Get, don't worry about that, you know, and just dial into what's really important. And really what that is for us is, is our faith and our family and our friendships. And so those are the things that we spend our, put our focus on. Yeah, and find a couple safe people where you can actually not only express those things, but that you and I could be that person for other people, that they could come to us. It's like we're Switzerland. We're like just in it's uh, uh, Vegas. Nobody's going to hear about it from you or I, but you could just come and say what's really, really going on. Uh, and each person listening, they get to be that too. And I'm telling you, man, you will change a life. If you could yeah. just be a person that just uh, listens to say, don't try to fix it. Cause I like, there's a moment where we all want to fix it, but yeah. don't give suggestions. Say, man, that must've really hurt a lot. Um, what did you do next? Uh, what do you think is your next step? What's the path forward to ask those questions? And it's not playing 
like a miniature counselor. It's just being a good friend. Good friends don't always have all the suggestions for everybody, but to just say, man, that uh, sounds like that would have hurt a lot. And you don't need to work out your stuff. Let me tell you when I got hurt a lot. Say like, just be all ears because there's somebody that needs to just express something to you. Clearing the path means not only clearing it for you, but sometimes clearing the path for other people so that they can see these things. And if we take, there's a, a verse in scripture that just uh, motivates so much of what I've been thinking. It's Paul to Timothy. And he says, this guy, Timothy, there's nobody like him. He takes a genuine interest in people's welfare. Uh, if we could be known as those kinds of men and women that just take a genuine interest in their welfare, I'm not trying to be the sheriff. I'm not trying to be everybody's lawyer. I just, just take a genuine interest. When, when uh, people have done that to you, uh, they've talked, uh, no doubt, about the things that they've known about you in the past. Tell us about 10 years from now. You and I, 10 years from now, you've got a dozen grandchildren or more, and I just hope I have as many. And tell me about uh, Corey 10 years from now. Tell me about that woman. Oh, my goodness. 10 years from now. I am, I'm so bad at that because that's whenever we were, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do Bob's podcast and we're going to talk about our dreams. And I'm like, what am I, you know, I'm so bad about clarity on my dreams. And so um, I don't know what 10 years looks like, except for that. Number one, it's going to be about family. And that is what is important to us and our family. And we love being together and I cannot wait to have more grandbabies. So that's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. Um, and that even in and of itself is a beautiful ambition. I mean, that's worth a lifetime of work. I, I think I'll be not speaking at places. I think I'll just be on the back porch. Uh, and then this place up in Canada, I'll be spending a lot of time up there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I do, um, you know, Willie and I with as doing entertainment and being in television, that is something I want to do more of as far as production. And, and, um, I just feel like it's, I just feel like it's so important that we put out things that are positive and that are, are, um, you know, just bring hope and bring positive stories and positive messages. And I love that. That's what you do. And I love that. Um, you know, I know that as you, as you change what you do, as far as like, you might not be traveling and speaking as much when you have grandbabies home, but I love the positivity and the things that you put out and the way that we have the opportunity to do that now through social media, through podcasts like this, through entertainment. So that is a big goal of mine and something that I want to continue to do. Yeah. And you don't seem to get stuck by the uh, setbacks that happen along the way. There's things that go wrong. And I, can, can I tell that one story from Mogadishu? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here is the idea. So uh, one thing that's big in Somalia is henna tattoos. And so there was a really delightful women that wanted to help uh, Sadie and Corey out. And so they did these very elaborate henna tattoos on their arms. But unbeknownst to us, it had something that was like, like bad for your skin in there. And what happened? I didn't even hear about this from you until afterwards. Didn't you get like third degree burns on your arms? It was, it had a chemical. So apparently this is what people should know. If you ever travel to Somalia and they ask you, do you want the black henna or the brown henna? Go with the brown. Henna <laughs> apparently the black henna has a chemical dye in it that some people, not everyone are allergic to. And Sadie and I happen to be allergic to it. And I mean, 
Yeah. It was like, I thought I was going to have that tattoo burned into my skin forever, which I was like, well, this will be a great reminder. (laughs) (laughs) We survived. We did it. But no, it was, yeah, about a week after we got back, um, we had a little like burnt, like it, it kind of etched into our skin, both Sadie and I. And of course we didn't want to say anything to you because we didn't want y'all to feel bad about it. So neither of us ever mentioned it. And then I think maybe six months later, somebody spilled the beans. I was mortified, but I would use that as a, an example of this, not over identifying with the things that go wrong. I would say that's one of the hallmarks of uh, your interaction with the people and our friendship. You just, there's some things that go wrong in each of our lives. They just won't go as planned. Um, but people that clear the path don't camp out in the things that went wrong. They have just like so much clarity on what they're looking forward to. And so as we kind of wrap up this time on uh, talking about clearing the path, think about what it is that's hung you up. What is it that you need to get out of the way and not over identifying with that, uh, that thing, that big failure, whether it was a big public one or a big private one. Um, but to just say we're new creations, like who's that man or woman that you're turning into forgetting what lies behind and looking towards what lies ahead. Great words from Paul. And uh, I think words that I've seen you live out actually in our friendship uh, and in the world. So I am so grateful for you, Corey. Will you please give a hug to your whole family group hug from Team Goff? We love you guys. Asher will. We love you so much. You just blow us away. They, uh, you've traveled across countries. <laughs> you just blew my mind a couple of weeks ago when you just showed up in San Diego with, and I just uh, am so uh, delighted to just call you a friend. So keep leading with love and blessings on you and everything that you're doing. Thanks, Bob. You too. We love your family. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, Bob, uh, many people don't know this about me, but I played on the golf team in high school, which is not the way to get the girls. That was I'm not one the cool. of those guys that uh, didn't know that about you, yeah. but evidently you got the girl because you have many children. It worked. It worked. <laughs> well, she used this football metaphor that I actually do understand because I've watched a few games that when you're holding the ball, sometimes you're going to get tackled. And I'm just curious when that, with that idea, has that happened to you before? Have you been tackled when you're pursuing a big dream? Oh, heck yeah. (laughs) It's almost like you've got this target on you. And I just don't believe that the world is conspiring against you. I don't believe that everything that happens that's a a bit of a setback is this battle between good and evil. I think just some bad things happen along the way, some unexpected things. And I think that we're going to find out later. I think that's why eternity lasts so long. (laughs) We're not going to be singing Chris Tomlin songs. We're going to say, I've got a couple questions (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, that is probably going to take eternity to answer and uh, when this happened or that happened and the beautiful thing to just chill out a little bit I mean if you're really uptight get a puppy but (laughs) don't search for an immediate answer to a a question that you have then the answer may be coming your way like decades from now well whether you've been tackled or maybe you fumbled on the way to something it's super easy to get into that mind space where I should give up this is too hard I don't have what it takes And how do you push through that? How do you push past that? Yeah, I think uh, I would be the least sporty guy uh, (laughs) even listening. I just know very (laughs) little bit. But in rugby, what you do is you find the ball and you gather around it. Mm. So wherever the ball is, you gather around it. There might be a little pushing and pulling that happens, but find the ball, get around it. And if you have a big ambition, a big dream, get 
where the dream is. Mm. Gather around it, bring some people around that thing that are like-minded. Don't look for mm. consensus from yeah. them, but just say, find the ball, let's gather around it, bring safe people around yeah. you. And uh, not to just blow sunshine at you to uh -huh. say what a swell ambition that is, but instead to say, how can I help? Yeah. Is there something I can do that'll launch you on your way? And just yeah. knowing that there's a couple people in your corner that uh -huh. say, man, if you're for it, I'm for it. Yeah. That is sometimes all we need. Don't look right. for green lights. Look for a couple good friends. Well, that's what's so interesting to hear about the Corey Robertson story in the Duck Dynasty is that how together they are in the midst of their big dreams, like how much they have each other's back and not being able to uh, look to the right or left and think, man, we, I have to do this on my own. They actually had each other. Yeah. And one of the things that uh, creates great friendships is to decide like publicly with all of my friends, I've already decided whose side I'm on. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not the guy picking fights with anybody, but I think all the people that know uh, me and we're friends, they know I'm on your side. Mm -hmm. Like I literally, we may have a private conversation, but yeah. we are certainly not going to have a public one about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, we have this giveaway this month called the guided journaling exercise. And it's certainly a, a, a private personal thing you could do. Think about your big ambitions as it relates to the limiting beliefs you have. But the idea as you do this journaling exercise that you would sit down with a couple friends and share your thoughts openly. And something happens when you share the fears and the what ifs out loud with somebody else. Actually, you know that thing that happens? It's called friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of going surfacy on yeah. that, you get underneath a glacier and say, what's down there? And there's yeah. this big ice cave that'll go for miles underneath the glacier cap that you yeah. didn't even know were there. And you found that, and it comes from personal disclosure, and you don't need to make yeah. a, an elevator speech out of your uh, your biggest trauma in your right. life, find somebody that'll give you a couple undivided minutes yeah. and you'll know they're the right person when they don't try to fix it for you. That's good. They just say yeah. like, I'm just, I, I hear what you say. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not to say, you. yeah, you're not looking mm -hmm. for somebody to say, I know exactly how you feel right. uh, because the fact is you know, they don't. Right. And so what you need to do is people say, man, I received that. I thank you so much mm -hmm. for your time. And not only do we need to find those people, but mm -hmm. we need to be those people yeah. to people. If as people are yeah. doing their work, kind of clearing the path to say, man, I just want to be with you yeah. in that. And if there are things that you know about me mm. that I could throw into the stone soup that mm -hmm. we're building, if I got carrots or a cabbage yeah. that I can throw in, I'm in. That's, it reminds me, I have a friend, I don't know him too well, but he keeps sending me text messages about once a month, just asking me how I'm doing in the midst of trying to build and create something. And that, that means so much because a lot of people don't ask. Yes. And then uh, find a, a way to pick that lock yourself. Like I'll ask some of these uh, amazing people that I get to work side by side with. Mm -hmm. I'll ask them just quickly, tell me about your head and your heart. Mm -hmm. um, that's just like a, a yeah. really not uh, too putting putting yeah. somebody on the yeah. spot, but to just say, give me a head of your heart, like a one to 10, like yeah. you're feeling like your heart is full mm -hmm. and you don't need to be a 10, you don't need to be a one. Mm -hmm. Seven is a great number too, whatever yeah. it is though, but a way that we can kind of dial in. Yeah. That, but if I'm hearing it's like a two on my heart, then yeah. I would say, hey, is that something that you want to grab some time to talk mm. about um, mm -hmm. now? Uh, but that, but yeah. asking people those questions is an entry in. You become like Switzerland yeah. and you're saying, I'm a safe place, I believe, and I'm not going to try to answer your questions, but I want to know hmm. uh, how you're actually really, really doing. I had a friend tell me one time that his definition of friendship is the guy who says, what else? After you've shared a few times, what else is going on? 
And when you get to that, maybe second or third, what else? That's when you get to the real stuff. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Even when Sweet Maria was writing Love Lives Here, um, she wrote her chapters. And then I'd say, is there anything else? Mm. Is there another chapter in there? Mm -hmm. And what would that be? Mm -hmm. Would that be a great question? If you were writing a book, to, uh, I can guess what five or six of your chapters would be. Is there another chapter? And what would that be about? Mm. If you wanted to get really real with people, yeah. tell me about that. Behind the curtain. Well, thanks for this conversation with Corey. And just a reminder, go to the show notes, download that guided journaling exercise. Bob, any last thoughts? You know, one of the last thoughts is for each of the people that are listening, uh, take your first thought. Take the first thing that came to mind when you mm. heard me say something, Corey say something, pull over at a wide spot in the road, tease that out and say, mm -hmm. so what action am I going to take? What friendship got wonky? What relationship got weird? What is an impediment that got in the way? How can I clear the path of those things so I can get on with the important business of pursuing my ambitions? Mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. Well, thanks, everybody. The most frequent questions we hear at Dream Big are actually really simple. The questions are this. How do I do it? How do I focus on my ambitions and bring them to life? How do I reorganize everything and move towards these dreams that are inside me? That's what Dream Big is all about. And we want to give you an actual resource that you can use so that you can move from your ideas and your ambitions to reality. So go to the link in the show notes, download a really simple workbook that you can use today.